You're listening to the Selling Social Podcast, and we're your hosts. I'm Laren Kelly. And I'm Sydney Lish. We're two entrepreneurs turned best friends, pulling back the curtain and taking you behind the scenes to show you what it really takes to build wildly successful brands. You'll learn tools, tips, and strategies from top industry trailblazers that are paving the way in the world of social selling and building brands online. This podcast is for you if you sell a product, a service, or your expertise. We are Selling Social. You ready? Let's get it. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Selling Social Podcast. And we're so excited about this episode. So John is a great friend. I met him through our network marketing company, and he has just gone on to do some of the most incredible things. He actually recently started an online clothing company called The Hustle Prevails. He has a book called The Unconventional Education. Um, And then he also has his podcast called The Unconventional Education Show that he started at the beginning of 2020. And he has traveled the world. He has so much knowledge at such a young age. Um, He's built a six-figure business with network marketing as well that's allowed him to travel. So he just has so many different um, areas of expertise and knowledge. He's also uh, moving over to Clubhouse. He has a great Facebook community group that you can be a part of. And so we're so excited. He's just so down to earth, so genuine, and also very deep. And we just love him. So we're very grateful that he took time to be on the the podcast with us. Uh, Make sure to go support him. But Without further ado, Mr. John Stankowitz. So John, we like to, this is called selling social. So it's all about selling your product, your service, your expertise online. And you do that in so many different ways. So I would love for like 30 to 45 seconds, sell yourself to us, all that you do, quick little like story on how you got started and how you got to where you are now. Yeah. Well, basically I'm 27 right now. I went from getting kicked out of high school and not being able to afford college to generating multiple seven figures in sales with our network marketing organization. And I've helped almost 3,200 people now globally transform their health, create income online. And that's really evolved into bringing in my book. I wrote a book this past year, brought that into play my podcast, and I've started an apparel line. And my mission is really just to help teach and inspire people to create more freedom in their life via entrepreneurship. So any kind of venture that I partake in has to align with that mission. And it's been really exciting so far. Cool. What do you think? I'm curious because so many people are strictly online and they never venture out into physical products like a book and a sweatshirt. Those are like things most people would never know how to even start. What do you think your experience has been with selling physical products versus only online? Yeah, it's definitely different. And I don't think that I've ever gone into anything knowing exactly what I was doing. You know what I mean? Like I see the vision of what's possible and what it can create but I never know really the how. And especially with this clothing line, with the book, trust me, with the book, I had no idea what I was getting into. It was a 14 month process, two to 10 hours of work every single day until I saw it through till completion. And really I just started writing. I'm like, what do you have to do? What's step one of writing a book? Write the damn thing. So I just started writing every day until I got to the point where I'm like, okay, now I need an editor. Let's figure out that process. Now I need to design the cover. Now I need to format the pages. Now I need to find out how to publish it. And just every single step, just being resourceful, using YouTube, like looking at it and, and talking to people who've already done it. With the apparel line, same thing. I have friends that have launched extremely successful apparel lines and I didn't overcomplicate it. I literally bought a hoodie 
I printed the hustle prevails on it. I posted it on Instagram and 70 people hit me up to buy one. Stop. Huh? Yeah. It was crazy. It was like, no, no, like business plan. Like I've, I've watched people that are quote unquote launching apparel lines for years that have never released one single damn t-shirt. Yes. I'm like, tell me how like I just print a hoodie and put it <laughs> yeah. out there. And now like we have a website and we've done a drop already. Like it's just, it's just doing, it's executing and figuring mm-hmm. it out as you go. Well, and I want to go back. Do you, did you find a mentor? Did you seek out like a specific online course to like learn this or have you fully self-taught yourself? For the clothing? For both the book or the clothing line. Yeah, uh, both were self-taught. And I mean, honestly, though, if I could go back and if I could find a good course for self-publishing, I would take that because I, I mean, I wasted thousands of dollars and a lot of time just trying to figure things out on my own. Like the first editor I hired wasted months of my time and wanted $10,000 for the editing job. And I found a, a editor who was far more professional and far more aligned with what I was doing for three grand later wow. on. And so like things like that, I had to I hired a friend from college for my book cover design. He did an awful job and I had to fire him, hire someone else and still pay him. Same with my page design. Um, every step of the way, like I made mistakes. And so I, if in hindsight, I wish I did do that, but I know yeah. I didn't, I, I just figured it out as I went. Was wow. it something that like totally lit you up? Do you think you're going to keep writing more books or is it like one and done? You're so grateful you did it, but you're on to the next thing. I will definitely write more books in the future. But the thing is with this one, it really was a passion project more than anything else. Like this idea, the exact idea for this book was on my mind for four years until I really took action on it. And I think something that's on your mind for that long, there's a reason it's there. So I did. And there's nothing on my mind now that I know, especially the work that goes into it that Mm -hmm. I need to get done and put out right now. But I know that in the future, um, something's going to come up and I definitely want to write more. Yeah. Well, and you're, you're going to be expedited so much in the process. Like, I think the biggest thing I've learned in network marketing or whatever, it's like the first hundred thousand is so much easier to do the first book, or it's so much harder to do than the second, right? Like the first Mm -hmm. book, you have to learn all the things you have to learn about publishing. You have to learn how to get it on Amazon. You have to learn all those things. So if you want to do it again, the work to write it and that won't change, but like all the other stuff, it's going to be so, so much faster and so much easier. Exactly. Yeah. Cause you know, the path and now that I know like all the mistakes I made and I actually help people that come to me for, cause they're like, I have a book idea and I always charge because I, in the beginning I was like, yeah, let me help you. And I'd pour out hours. And then they're like, yeah, I decided that this isn't the move. And I'm like, well, I just gave you thousands of dollars of advice and saved you so much time. But yeah, once you've done it once, you know, the path it's, it's simple. Speaking of that, I want to like hype you up really quick because you guys, the only reason that this podcast even got released was because John poured so much value into me for free. He literally did it for free because it was like right in the beginning. And he is one of my really great friends. And I just appreciate you so much for that. Like that will always leave an impression on me. I've rewatched that video that you helped make like to screen record everything. I had to rewatch it like 10 times and it saved me probably like 50 hours of work and effort that would have taken me so long to figure out on how to launch a podcast. And so he provides so much value every single time I talk to him. He's just definitely someone that you want to follow and that you want to have in your circle. And, and you're just such a great friend. Well, thank you, Sid. You are as well. And I knew that you guys would hit the ground running with this thing. So I was grateful for the opportunity to help you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, well, and, you know, we were listening to a podcast recently too, and they were saying how they self-produce their podcast. So it's also something that even like with your book, with your clothing line, like with the podcast, learning it yourself, 
is so much more powerful because then you can teach courses on it in the future. Like with all the things that you have going on, are you going to package it together and like create a course or some type of mastermind? Like, how are you going to keep continuing to teach and like help add value to other people? Yeah, it's a, that's a great question. And I'm the type of person, like I learned from experience, like until I was like the kid growing up that my mom and my stepdad would be like, don't do that. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, whatever. And then I'd go do it. And then I'd have to face the consequences before I'm like, oh yeah, like maybe I shouldn't have done that. Classic boy. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, that's just how it's always been. I wish it wasn't that way, but unfortunately that's just how I am. And I think there's so many people out there that it's so easy. I was talking about this on a clubhouse the other day and we can get into the clubhouse topic. Yes. (laughs) Like, Think about network marketing, Sid, how easy it is to go to a conference, hear the people on stage and their verbiage and how they speak and how easy it is for someone who has no idea what they're talking about to just regurgitate that information to someone else. Best copycat wins in network marketing. (laughs) It's so true. But people, that's what people are doing right now. They, They haven't actually done anything and they're just regurgitating what they hear the gurus and experts saying. So for me, I like to get results and, and, action for myself, like be like, all right, go experience it, learn the skills, learn everything I need to do, get the actual results before I teach. So I feel like we've done that in network marketing. And with network marketing, my goal has always been to build it as a platform to create freedom, residual income in my life so I can go and build these other businesses. So as I go, um, I'm actually, we have a community now called Brand Masters where we're teaching people how to brand themselves. And right now where I feel comfortable teaching people that is network marketing, podcasting, social media. But as I grow my apparel line, definitely will mentor people there too. Book as well, since I've gone through that process, successfully launched it and I was a number one new release, like got it out there and in a lot of hands, I feel comfortable teaching that. But that's why I like, I like to create the businesses, but I also have a passion for teaching, but I'll never teach on something that I haven't personally done myself. I love that. What, um, what's your Enneagram? Do you know your Enneagram? (laughs) I looked it up. Oh man, I wish I had. I can't. I can't remember. I'm I actually curious. did this thing. You're. You're really. What I found with you is you're so great at self promotion and asking for support without it being without it being like you're asking for support and like you're self promoting. Have you ever gotten that feedback before? I think. I think that like that's just kind of how I've learned to I'm just like kind of naturally that way from everything I've done like all my businesses throughout college were just promotion I was a club promoter in Italy like everything I've done is just revolved around promotion and again we were talking about before this episode I think when you give enough and you're willing to pour out to people and and just give 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 that people will want to promote you in return and it's like in my my uh, Instagram my DMs every single day I have people reposting my book my podcast or some type of content that I put out there. And it's really cool. I'm like, wow, like I'm getting so much free exposure from people just sharing the work I've done. But I think like looking at it objectively, it's just because I've given so much that people want to share it. Yeah, totally. We just filmed a whole podcast episode before this that we're going to release in the next few weeks on that, like the power of networking and how you can constantly just be supporting mm-hmm. other people and in turn, it's going to come back to you. And how are you just showing up to those conversations just to add value without selling something? And you do such a good job with that. Like all of these examples of how you've supported us and how you're supporting showing up online. Um, let's dive into Clubhouse because that's a huge- It's on the front of all of our minds. Supporting <laughs> into like people for free. And I love like when I get a notification on my phone and it's like brand masters and you're hopping on. Can you talk about how Clubhouse has impacted your business? Yeah, well, it's still very early. I've been on it for maybe like three weeks now. 
I think. I don't, I'm not really sure. I'd have to look, but it hasn't even been, been out for more than a month, right? Uh, no, oh, people no. have been people have been on since like I think mid 2020. But really? Yeah, yeah, it's been around Crazy. a little bit. Not not too long. It's definitely just taken off in the past month. But yeah, it's a really cool platform. I think with everything you do on and, and especially being online, selling on social media, you need to pay attention to trends and where organic growth is happening. Right now, Instagram, there's really not organic growth happening other than from reels. That's the only thing that's happening there, only because TikTok's blowing up. TikTok's giving so much organic reach to people for free. And to compete with that and take the attention back, Instagram created reels and are giving free attention with that to steal the attention back from TikTok. But Clubhouse came out and it just couldn't be the more perfect storm right now with COVID and people lacking connection. I think people are so sick of going on Instagram, having a million DMs and people are just profiles. But what Clubhouse does is immediately make someone a person again. And it brings mm. back that real connection. So in these rooms, people are talking and they go from being a, a profile icon to a real person right away. They're engaging with each other. They're connecting and taking the relationships offline. So first of all, you're being rewarded for being on Clubhouse because I go on every day and I'm getting at least 10, 15 followers, even if I'm not in a room, just because I've been on there and contributing and they're showing my profile to other people to follow. And then what happens is when people follow you, there's no messaging or anything like that on the platform. So it connects back to your Instagram, people connect with you there, and then that grows your Instagram account in return. And, and you can take up the conversation there and take the relationship to the next level. So it's been really, really awesome. There's pros and cons to it, like anything else, but I made a lot of relationships, a lot of new relationships. I've gotten podcast guests on, we've gotten people to join our community who in turn have bought some of our products. And yeah, it's just really cool, but you have to go into it with a mentality. Like there's so many people on there that are really good. There's also people on there that have a microphone now and they're just spewing BS all over the place. Like, like we were talking about before, talking about things that they've heard other people say and regurgitating and they haven't really done it themselves. So you have to be careful with that. But I went to it with the mentality, like we did a room the other day and I have a $500 course and I just started giving everything that's in the course away. That's the mentality you got to go into mm -hmm. it with, because if you want to grow and have people follow you and join your world, like you got to be willing to give. What are some of the, what are some of the negatives beyond just people like posing? What would you say some of the negatives are, are with clubhouse? I think that, I think some people are going into it. Like it's a, a fucking therapy session. Like they mm. go in and they'll just get the microphone and it's like, all right, 30 seconds. What's your question? What like contribute? And then they're like, well, let me back up a second. Like they're like back when I was, back when I was old, four. <laughs> exactly. And, and then it just turns into this freaking like therapy session and they just hog the microphone and it can just be a real time waster. You need to be protective with your time, especially in entrepreneurship when you have different things going on. So I've limited, like, I think on social media and this fits perfectly into this podcast theme, we need to make the shift of being producers versus consumers and limit your consumption on social media and, and change to be a producer. So I like to host rooms in there. I like to like control them and be seen as the producer. But like when you go in other rooms, which you kind of have to do to grow, it's so easy to get sucked into the time trap. There's FOMO involved and you have to really ask yourself, is this the best use of my time? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I was listening to one with Grant Cardone that I like loved and then they opened it up to questions and somebody hopped on and just started like pouring out all their problems in their business. And I was like, I just can't listen to this. And they, they finally cut them off and was just like, this is not the place. And I was like, this is the type of moderator that needs to, yeah, like yeah. the room. I think for people like us, so Sydney and I like want to get started on it. We haven't yet started a room. 
what are the steps for us and all the people listening that are observing right now, but are ready to dive in and start producing? Um, how do we even get started to like become a moderator and create the rooms? Literally, you can go in there and, and pick a topic. You could be like selling on social media, click start a room and it opens up. And, and then it be the two of us, or does it have to be a certain amount of people? Yeah, no, you can start off. It could just be you. I, <laughs> you know, I'll, I'll shout out Morgan Nelson, you know, Morgan, Sydney, yeah, he's he awesome. was doing like a mastermind call on Facebook via live. And he's like, you know what, I'm going to do it on clubhouse. And it was just him in the room. <laughs> it was brand new. It was just him doing his mastermind. It was hysterical, but so um, yeah, you just start a room. And I think you've been in there enough. Like you see how it works. I would suggest if you're not in the app yet, go into a few rooms and, and feel out the dynamic, like how the speakers work, how the moderator mm -hmm. moderation works and kind of just some etiquette. So you're not going in there and just spewing stuff that no one wants to hear, but just start a room, pick a topic that you're passionate about, that you're an expert on, start the room. And like I said, it's a platform that wants attention right now. So they're rewarding you by giving you that organic growth right. and random people will find your room. I have like Love maybe eight, close to 800 followers on the app just from like, I don't, I, I might know 50 of them. Like all of them are random just because of how the app is designed to grow right now. I love that. Yeah. Okay. So Laren and I get to commit to doing our first clubhouse by, by <laughs> Friday next week. There you go. <laughs> there you go. It's easy. And you guys will crush it too. Cause you guys have that dynamic. You have that energy and you have a good message to bring. It's the people that are just trying to act like someone they're not that really rubs you the wrong way. But what's more concerning about that is a lot of people don't even know that they don't know what they're talking totally. about. That's the problem. Well, how are you guys? Cause you hop on a lot with Ruben too. How are you guys structuring your content? Like, are you sitting down and mapping it out and being like, okay, these are the days we're going to go on clubhouse. These are the topics we're going to talk about. And how deep are you planning what you want to talk about versus are you just saying, let's go live and talk about this. And you just kind of wing it. Yeah. In the beginning, we were like, we're going to do a room every single day, blah, blah, blah. We're going to take over this platform. We did that for about a week. And I was kind of just like, <laughs> I, I went to Florida, we were doing an event there and I was around actual people and I was sneaking off to go get on virtual clubhouse to connect with virtual people. I'm like, this just doesn't make well, sense. It's a big time commitment. It is. It is. So when we do rooms, typically we'll just think like, this is a, suge like a, a suggestion I'll give you guys. Think of a title that people are going to see and be like, I want to hear what these people are talking about or that creates discussion around it. Yeah. Like we, we did one, one of our great rooms was uh, it, Instagram is dead. Yes or no. And it blew up because people came in because they had opinions and we encouraged the discussion. So most of the time we don't really plan that much. Maybe we'll have a couple of points in our head, but we just try to think of a topic that people are going to see, want to join. And that is easy to create discussion around. I also think if you, if you know enough about a topic, it's kind of like a podcast, you can just go on and talk about it. You can go on a team call and train it. Like if you're living what you're teaching, it's, you don't need to like structure everything that you talk about. Cause then it can be conversational and it's organic and it's real. hundred percent. Yeah. And think about when I think in conversation, it, it's just so much easier to keep going as well, because like, you'll say something I hate going up and like planning like 45 minutes or an hour of just me talking. Yeah. So I'm like, well, I don't want to talk that long. But yeah. if you, if I say something for five minutes and make a point and then someone chimes in, then your brain gets going. You're like, oh yeah. And then this, this, that, and yeah. it just naturally keeps going. Especially if you know what you're talking about already. And you're letting other people talk. And that's really what they want to hear is themselves talk about a certain topic, which is great. For sure. That's for so sure. awesome. For, for all of our listeners, like what's the process that when you are connecting with these people, 
that whether it's on that platform or you're moving it to Instagram to connect with them, what's the process that you take people through when you like start the conversation? Are you moving it to a phone call or are you just staying in DMs for the conversation? Are you introducing them to brand masters? What's that process look like to turn them into like a client for you? Such a good question. Yeah, it's a great question. Beginning like at this point right now, I'm really funneling everyone to the free Facebook group because I want, I, I think- and I was having this conversation with someone the other day in network marketing who's enrolled 200 people from their warm market, which is phenomenal. Like that's a huge feat in network yeah. marketing. And she's like, but now in my cold market, I can't enroll anyone. And I'm like, think about it this way. When people start network marketing, you've spent your whole life nurturing relationships, creating friendships with no strings attached. When you start your business, they already know, like, and trust you. So you can go and share with them this opportunity and plant the seed in a way that people don't feel like you're just trying to use them. But then once you go through that warm market, people go to their cold market and are kind of like trying to sell right away without forgetting like how you actually build a relationship or a friendship first. So uh, that's keep that in mind because when I meet new people, I never try to sell them right off the bat, but I'll give them free stuff. I like to plug them into that brand masters community. Like I'll have a conversation back and forth with them. If it aligns and makes sense, Sometimes I'll get on a phone call with them. I always try to take the voice messages back and forth immediately to make that more human connection. But the stage I'm at right now, like the best community I can plug them into to for them to see, like, I know what I'm talking about and to get value from me is that brand masters Facebook group. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of where we've been directing people. Well, and I think it's also like compressing the amount of exposures with people, right? When you're going into your, just touching on the cold market thing, like the faster and and more quickly you can expose people to yourself through clubhouse, through brand masters, through Instagram, it just builds that trust so much quicker. And if you're consistently providing value daily somewhere, they're going to be like, I can trust John. And you know, they have that, that short relationship with you. I think anybody who's listening, that's going into a cold market. It's so important to just expose people quickly to build that trust. Totally. And even if they come back and follow your Instagram page, if you've been building properly, that's your resume. And they should see that and be like, wow, like, I wonder what this dude does. And then they, a lot of times reach out to you, be like, I'd love to hear more about what you're doing. And if you build your page properly and have kind of positioned yourself as a magnetic person that people want to be involved in their world, then a lot of that's eliminated. You know what I mean? Like they, they come to your page, sit, I'm sure you, both of you guys, I'm sure you have this all the time. Like when I meet people in person, I just focus on connecting with them. And at the end, I'm like, Hey, do you have Instagram? Let's, let's follow each other. And then they see it and then they're like, damn, like a book, a podcast is business. Like, I'd love to hear more about what you're doing, man. Like, this looks awesome. And they see me traveling, all that stuff. So mm-hmm. it, it's such a great form of leverage we have. And Okay, ladies, I want to interrupt this episode really quick to talk about one of our favorite brands, Katie Lux. Katie Lux is a high-end athleisure line built around the idea of empowering women to feel confident in what they're wearing. And I don't know about you, but being at home during this pandemic, working from home, I want to feel comfortable, live in loungewear, but at the same time, I still want to feel confident. I want to feel sexy. I want to feel like what I'm wearing is holding my body, hugging my body into all the right places. And that's exactly how Katie Lux makes me feel. And the founder, Katie, created Katie Lux because she was a former pro dancer that just wanted good quality leggings to go from dance class to the gym to date night and all the things in between and feel good in her own body. And from the attention to detail that she has created with this brand is phenomenal. From the quality driven materials that she has chosen, from the custom designs that she has custom designed herself to the empowerment quotes on the inside of the back of the leggings. So every time you pull these leggings on, you feel empowered. Her core values represent movement, represent being limitless, represent empowering women. She's created the strongest 
this community, this, this incredible sisterhood of women all over the world that just want to feel empowered. So go shop Katie Lux, go to K-A-D-Y-L-U-X-E.com. Use the code selling social at checkout to save 20% every time you shop from here forward, 20% save 20% when you use selling social at checkout. And, um, my favorite products are for sure the signature moto leggings with the rose gold zippers, the velour zip up jacket with the rose gold zippers, or the gloss tonal leggings with the queen symbol on them. You're going to love everything you buy. So make sure to upload it to IG stories, tag us on Instagram at selling social podcast, and let's get back to the episode. Do you think Facebook groups are going to last or do you think they're starting to get moved to other platforms? Because I, for me, I only go on Facebook for the groups, mm-hmm. uh, but I've heard of like, there's one called circle and like people are using Slack a lot more for membership sites and things like that. What do you recommend? I think right now we had a big conversation about Facebook the other day. It's still the largest social media platform out there. And right now groups are happening and and like in Facebook, if you have an engaged group, pretty much everyone sees your content when you post in it. So that's what's happening right now. We should take advantage of it when it does make that switch. And it's clear that that's where everything's moving, then go to those platforms. But right now, like Facebook is still alive and running for sure. Well, and then what are the ways you're building your email list? Because obviously we know that's your biggest asset for your business versus social media. Like how are you driving people into your email list? When they enter that group, the brand masters, Facebook group, we require them to give their name and email. So that that's a big part of it. And then like on my website for the hustle prevails, I have a box, like just for people to be notified when we do new drops, I collect their emails when they do the orders. I had a freebie on my website for a while, but like I was just sending people to too many different places. So I took, took it down. It was just like five ways to create income during Corona. And Mm. that got me a bunch of emails as well. So Those are the ways, but I'm focused more on the group right now and collecting their email as I enter. I always learn so much from you. Okay. So I want to switch, I want to switch gears a little bit because John, you and I had a conversation last week while you were in Florida and we talked about how we realized during quarantine, like we didn't travel for a year. We didn't take any time off for a year. I think it's really important to talk about mental health in entrepreneurship uh, and just in life, especially right now. And I think that's something that you have a lot of light to shed on because you traveled all over Italy and all over Europe for, I think it was like a year, year and a half. And I know that your intention this year is to take like specific time where you're traveling or specific time off. Can you just touch a little bit on that and the importance of that when you're building a business? Yeah. My lifestyle, like immediately when I got introduced to network marketing and the concepts of residual income, exponential growth, leverage, freedom that I never had been introduced to before, I was immediately like, this is the lifestyle I'm going to live. And through building that throughout college, I was able to graduate five days after graduation, moved to Italy, and I got involved with club promotion over there. Uh, I was working with this travel company selling day and weekend trips all over Italy and Europe that paid me to go and travel every single weekend. And on top of that, getting a paycheck from our business every single Monday that just allowed me to live an incredible lifestyle. And then I came back, I lived in California, New York City. But when I moved to New York City, that's when I started writing the book. And I'm like, and this was the beginning of 2019. Yeah, it's crazy to think time is flying. So wild. 2019. But I got there and I just went in lockdown mode between the gym, between business, between writing the book. Like I was just in the you zone. You locked down before year. lockdown was cool. Yeah. Well, I was like, you know what? I'm going to lock down for a year. It'll be fine. And then in 2020, we're going to hit this book tour. We're going to like, start I really traveling. created my reality there. Freaking crazy. 
so yeah, like I, I spent this whole year, all of 2019, just in the zone. And then right when we're about to publish our book, COVID hits and we're like always making the best out of situations. So that kind of resulted in the podcast launching, but this year we just went down to Tampa and did a live event down there for the first time. And it was like a hundred people, but it was so rejuvenating. And I looked back and I'm like, I've been with my head down grinding to get to the moment again, where I can just kind of travel and let loose a little bit. And I just keep delaying it. And obviously there's circumstances like COVID that don't allow it, but I was like, let's just make this happen. And I was texting with one of my friends who's in the tech space. He's got a huge business. He's crushing it right now. And I went to college with him. And I'm like, we were just talking about Bitcoin, I think. And he's like, yeah, man. He's like, I'm going to spend all of February in Columbia. I'm like, bro, I've been trying to go to Columbia. He's like, we have an extra spot if you want to come. And just because of the nature of the freedom we've created with our business, I was like, I'm in. So now in like a week and a half, we got this beautiful villa in the countryside on this lake. And I'm just like, fuck it. Like I am going to travel and take advantage of the fruits of the labor I've created. And we live one time. It's so easy to get caught up. Like I need to sacrifice. I need to head down. Everyone else is working 24 seven. If I travel or do this, I'm slacking, but like what you have to be in touch with, what are you working for? And I went back to my roots in the beginning. Like I wanted to travel. Freedom is what's most important to me. The, the freedom of choice, work from wherever, live the lifestyle I want. And even though there's still COVID, I'm like, I'm going to figure out a way to go live this lifestyle. Like I'm, I'm done with letting the, these external factors dictate the decisions I'm making. Mm-hmm. So good. I think Laren and I have really been experiencing that too. Just, I look back on the year and it was like, I didn't travel hardly at all. Like, and that's something that gives me life. It's also something that gives me inspiration and creativity in content. And that's so important if you're a creator and if you own a business, I also think it really, it really shows like how much leverage and how much true freedom you have. And I actually made a post on this yesterday because there's such a difference between people who are like working in a, in a service-based industry where they're selling their service. Uh, I just had a woman at my house the other day doing a service on me. And she was like, you know, I thought I could travel for like, it's so cool. You're going to be traveling for a month. I thought I could travel. And then I thought I could do a bunch of services and then just like take all that money. Like building a business where you have residual income and you can create and diversify your income so that you don't have to worry about cramming a ton of appointments, burning out. And then you can take like a week off, like Mm. really creating a business model where you have true freedom is so important right now. Dude, totally. I think that, and that's people's like MO. If they want to travel the world, they're like, I'm just going to work at my job for two years, save up all this money and then go. And then it's like, then their income goes to zero. It's like, why not just create something where you're getting paid every single week and that you know, it doesn't even matter. You don't need to have all this money saved up, but you have the income to, to support yourself along the journey. I know it's just, I mean, we're, we're wired differently. I think. <laughs> mm-hmm. I think that's something Laren's so big on too, though, is teaching people who are in a service-based industry, how to diversify their income. Well, and I was going to say too, I think even if you, someone's not at the level of creating enough residual income right now to be able to leave for a month or two months, wherever you're at in your journey, you still plan like take uh, every 90 days, take time off, like just be more intentional or even like Sid and I talked about like the last three days of every single month, we're just going to be like block it out and like use it for a total creative zone. Like going back to the mental health, like what are you doing and actually planning time to like check back in into what's most important for you or creating that space to have that freedom, no matter what you do. Yeah. I mean, mental health in general, I take time every day, like morning routine. I'm sure you guys both have a solid morning routine as well. Just starting the day off in pretty much like you in control versus being reactive to everything that's going out out there around you. Like I don't look at screens the first hour of the day. I read personal development. I visualize, I meditate. 
and I really just get in the zone for myself. So doing that daily helps me a lot, but yeah, I, you know what? And I'm, I could be better about this. I, I, I should take um, like what you guys are doing every 90 days at the end of it, plan something for myself. I don't do that. I'm not, I'm not that great at it, but I reward myself along the way. Like I make sure that if I'm feeling like I'm getting to the point where I'm overworking myself or overstressed, which I never really get into a place of stress. It's pretty cool. I've always been good about balancing it naturally. You're really good at having fun in your business. Like I can tell that through social media. Yeah. I I think that's the key. I, I think I just don't take myself too seriously or life too seriously. And I I make sure to have fun throughout the process as well. And I also feel like I genuinely really love what I do. So I don't get to a place where I'm so like, oh my God, I need a break. Like if I go and take a week and I'm just sitting on the beach at the end of it, I'm going to be freaking shaking. Like Mm -hmm. I need to get back to to doing this because that's just what lights me up. Didn't I talk about too, we have such a hard time taking off because I'm like, I just, I want to get back to work. Mm. Yeah. And I don't think that's a problem, but I still think, there's like, I'm sitting in Connecticut right now. It's one degree outside. The winds are just blowing my car. It looks like a freaking ice cube. It's just, it's terrible. So it's, it's situations like this though, that I'm like, I've designed my life. So I don't have to sit in this. Why am I sitting here right now? And that's why I'm going to Columbia because I'm like, screw this. So it's, it's those things that are more important for me. You've had so much success at such a young age. Do you take time, not just to like have that freedom and travel, but do you actually celebrate your small wins along the way? I definitely do. Yeah, I definitely do. And I've matured a lot uh, in the recent years, but I used to like to really party, like being a club promoter and being in that scene and having so much access to it for free, basically, was I definitely overindulge for sure. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Especially when I was living in Italy, it was like six or seven nights a week of drinking and going out and having fun. That whole span there, like I really, to be honest, wasn't working on my business. Like I was club promoting and I was doing that travel company and we were just making money with that. And my business was very residual. So I was getting paid, but yeah, like that whole year was just me exploring and just having fun. And so I, I don't have a problem with, with having fun and celebrating, but I'm just at a point where I've set the bar very high. And now it's like, as the small accomplishments happen, I, it's, it's not like they're expected, but I, I treat them as like, it's a necessary stepping stone and I'll, mm-hmm. I'll go out, we'll get a nice dinner, like have some wine, chill out, but then just get right back at it. Mm-hmm. So good. We're going to have to all do a meetup. It would be so fun to get all together. I know we do. We do. So good. What are you most excited for, you know, moving forward this year, just in the future, you've written a book, you have an amazing podcast, you have an awesome Facebook group, you're rocking it on Clubhouse and Instagram. Like what is next for John Stankiewicz? I want to take this apparel line and just blow it up. I think ever since I got involved in network marketing, was introduced to entrepreneurship, immediately I knew I wanted to start my own business from the ground up that I owned. You know what I mean? I love network marketing and I think it's one of the best places for anyone to start, to learn the skills, build the income, create the freedom. But I finally feel like I'm at a point where I'm able to go and pursue things like building this apparel line. And there's just like, I've had like three or four people already offer me to buy in and I haven't even like started yet. And so I'm just like excited to blow this up with everything I've learned from network marketing and all my experiences, just apply it to this business and take it to the next level. And it's going to be a little bit slower than I thought it would be originally, but I'm very excited about doing that. And then along the way, teaching people how to build brands, how to create freedom in their life, like how to properly do entrepreneurship. Mm, so valuable. Well, you better hustle it up on the hustle prevails. Cause I need a sweatshirt. <laughs> <laughs> I know. 
<laughs> like I literally need one. <laughs> I, I, I I think this is my only sweatshirt I own, so I'm ready. I'm ready for one. <laughs> Yeah, we'll we'll do like I said. We we just did the custom drops, but I'll, we'll work something out. We'll talk. Oh yeah, awesome. <laughs> okay, where can people find you, John? Yeah, I think the best place is through my podcast. That's where I'm giving the most right now. So I have my show, the Unconventional Education Show. It's on Apple Podcasts and Spotify, and then Instagram at John Stankowitz, and you can find everything that I'm doing there. Cool. Well, thank you so much for being on the podcast again. <laughs> we yes. appreciate. Yeah. Thanks for giving us a second chance. Yeah. yeah, no, this was awesome. We should release both. You should show people the before and after. Oh my God, we should edit <laughs> edit out the really bad parts and post those. <laughs> I love it. No, we're, we're really grateful for you. I'm grateful for your friendship and uh, you're welcome back anytime. Awesome. Yeah. Well, this was great. I'm so grateful for you guys and so excited to watch you rock it with this show. Awesome. Thanks. Thank Same you. guys. See you later you guys that was such a great episode so i have to share a little piece of information before we go today john actually was our very first podcast interview and laren and i were such a struggle bus that day that we had like none of our shit together and we just wanted john to have the best episode that really highlighted him in the best possible way so that's what we were mentioning at the end of this episode if you were wondering and john is so incredible and willing to do a giveaway with all of you so to enter this giveaway, he is going to be giving away one free copy of his book, The Unconventional Education by Mr. John Stankowitz. And to do so, all you have to be doing is subscribe to our podcast and leave a rating and a review and go over to his podcast, The Unconventional Education Show. It's such great value and subscribe leave a rating, and most importantly, leave an awesome review for him. Listen to an episode, share the one that you took the most value out of, and you will be entered in to win a free book from John Stankowitz. So I thought that episode was so incredible. I got so much value, and I always learn so much from him every time I have a conversation with him. So again, John, thank you so much. Thank you guys for listening. Be sure to enter to win the book. It is such a great book. I have it on my shelf, and I visit it quite often. So Thanks, guys. We'll talk to you next week.